a painter primarily working uh, on studio art as well as on murals in and about the community. That was painter Madeline Conti. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week on this podcast, you'll hear from painters, journalists, photographers, and other San Franciscans, telling stories and responding to the question, what is it about this place? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3, Part 1. In this podcast, Maddie shares what it was that drew her to the Bay Area back in 2007. She goes on to explain how she grew to love the visual arts in San Francisco, especially street art. Here's Maddie. I moved to the Bay Area in 2007, and I moved here to go to school, but prior to that, uh, I had been living in Santa Barbara and going to community college there and uh, I had made a couple of trips up to San Francisco and prior to that my concept of what San Francisco was in Northern California um, didn't really exist like I, I grew up in New Mexico and you know my view of California was seen mostly through television and and the movies and um, I had visited LA, but Northern California was like a whole nother world. And uh, my first time going to San Francisco, I fell in love with it. I, of course, you know, did a lot of touristy stuff. We went to Hayden at Ashbury, and but you still got that mixture of you know, there's like the street kids and this like kind of like stoner hippie vibe, and and all the murals and it still had a very like artsy vibe and that was what attracted me to the city it just felt like it was a place that artists came to I think that I had learned about um, you know the the music um, that was taking place in the 60s and that the whole movement taking place during that time and I had this vision of like also sort of like the full house vision <laughs> That's legit. <laughs> you know, living Absolutely. in a different place, that's what you see. And um, uh, yeah, I wasn't sure what to make out of it. But at the time, I was living in Santa Barbara and I had found uh, a community within the kind of like underground music scene. And everybody kept talking about the parties in the Bay Area. <laughs> And it was sort of this legend of like the Bay Area rave scene. Hmm. Um, I was really into drum and bass at the time. Mm -hmm. So we were, um, yeah, we would come up to go to shows. And, and that was sort of like my other introduction into San Francisco was this underground scene. And that ultimately was, aside from coming here to go to school, was, was what really attracted me to the place. Can you name some venues you went to back then? Um, Whether they're still... Yeah, so I... Um, 111 Folsom was was a big venue. Um, I remember going and seeing like Diesel Boy and some other drum and bass shows there. And that was one that was like used to go to before I was of age. And somehow they didn't care. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the spaces, actually one that still exists, but I can't remember what it was called back then. Um, now it's called Fate. 
and they still do a drum and bass night, I think, every Sunday. Are they in South of Market? On Folsom Street. Okay. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them were still really underground. Like right. one of my more memorable experiences, actually, um, when I worked at 21st Amendment with Michelle, I remember going to a New Year's Eve party that was around the corner. And it was an underground party. And uh, I remember going to 21st Amendment and having a couple of drinks and celebrating with Michelle because she was working that night and waiting until we could get into this party because apparently the fire marshal found out about it. And um, at the time I was, I was dating somebody who was part of the production and he was doing the sound or something like that. And um, I remember just having to wait for a couple of hours and, and having like one drink after another at 21st Amendment and finally getting the clear that we could go to this, this party. And so we got let in this back door and, um, and it was this abandoned space that nowadays I think is probably just like a tech firm. And it was incredible. It was four stories and every story had a different DJ, a different music theme. Um, and I remember that just being like kind of the soul of San Francisco that was very vibrant and energetic at the time. And maybe that still happens. I'm, I'm not sure like what kind of spaces exist for that anymore, but. When you would go, would you, would you kind of be amazed at also the community, the people? Yeah. At, like you're like, oh, there's all these other people who are into the same shit I'm into. Yeah. I mean, that was what was so incredible was that there were young people who were putting on productions of this size and, um, you know, underground keeping, well, mostly under wraps, even though they found out about the party, but somehow it still carried on. Um, and I was really impressed by the fact that there were driven young people who wanted to create a scene, who wanted to... Um, create spaces that we could exist in and and be creative in and uh, it was full of thinkers and you know visionary artists and DJs and musicians and and even if it wasn't a completely above board uh, people just making shit happen yeah right yeah the motivation and um, so yeah that was really special to me and I think that after a while I started to um, kind of move away from that scene. I, I realized that as a visual artist, that always kind of came like secondary within that scene. It was always about the music. And I wanted to put myself in a scene where the artwork was more of the center of, of the focus. And so I, I did kind of eventually like fall out of that, that scene. But that was a really special part of moving here and experiencing San Francisco. And, and, and that was kind of your entree, like... Welcome to San Francisco. Yeah. Here's all yeah. this great stuff. It was stuff super fun too. You know, I was in my my early twenties and um, didn't have as much responsibility at the time. And wow. Yeah. Sometimes miss those days, but for the first couple of years that I lived here, I was going to art school, and I was also working uh, in the city, and I worked at the same restaurant for eight years. Uh, so I spent a lot of time commuting between San Francisco and Oakland, um, where I was living in the East Bay. And 
I, th- I think that I started to finally feel like I was really a part of where I lived when I started to pay attention to who was communicating to me visually. I started to pay attention to all of the street art and graffiti that I was seeing from the train and it would change daily, weekly, um, monthly. And I was so fascinated by this world that was communicating through their words and, and their visual language. Uh, And so I actually got really into photographing from the train, um, the work that I would see for a few years. And it was during a time in Oakland, uh, sort of right before everybody kind of tried to like started to migrate to to Oakland and um, it was it was after the economic crash so a lot of stuff was still abandoned and there it was kind of this empty canvas for for artists and that was a that was a really special time it was really active for graffiti artists and street artists people putting up wheat paste and um, really expressing their their artistry all over the city uh, so sometimes I, I have two Instagram accounts I have my art Instagram and then I have this one that's sort of like dwindling because I don't do much with it but when I sift through those photographs uh, it really takes me back to that time it's a it's a nice like kind of documentation of what I was seeing during those years which was around 2011 2012 maybe up into two, 2013 you do you want to tell us the names of those accounts so people can see? Yeah, so, well, mine is Madeline Tonzi. Um, that's my art account. And then my other one is, so hopefully this isn't difficult for people to look up, but it's um, Maddie Lion Dandelion, but it's M-A-D-D-Y-L-I-O-N underscore Dandelion. <laughs> Not like the, na- the actual name of the flower, but with a Y? Yeah, it's D-A-N-D-Y-L-I-O-N. That's the more More photography, and if you sift through it and go back, it, it really starts to document a lot of uh, the work that was being seen on the streets during that time, around 2012. Um, Any particular part of Oakland, or you said... Well, so I used to get on uh, the train at Ashby, and then so I'd ride all the way through West Oakland, and um, I guess kind of starting at uh, maybe like MacArthur Bart and going through West Oakland was just this amazing, vibrant scene of um, street art and graffiti, and uh, it was it was like a game, and it was what you know kept the mundane from being mundane. You know, just riding the train every day, but. Um, I really caught some some beautiful shots when I was riding that train. I personally have noticed uh, the last, I don't know, three to four months mm-hmm. whenever I ride into Oakland. So coming out of the Trans Bay yeah. and all the way before you go back down into the either, you know, like Merritt or, or downtown, there's a lot of visual stimulation yeah. between those two points yeah. when you're above ground. I think that was uh, kind of the most active part that I would um, always keep my eyes open for, for yeah. new stuff. And it was 
fun. You know, you kind of imagine what that person had to do to get to that spot. And um, I like imagining what, you know, other people's stories are and, and why they feel what they feel and why they feel the reason, you know, a need to do that kind of work. And yeah. so. I, um, quick side note, I commuted, I, I worked in Oakland. I still lived in San Francisco, but I worked in Oakland in 2002. So I would do that commute every day and it wasn't like that in 2002. Yeah. What do you think happened? Um, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say I wasn't living here during that time, but I know that the cities go through phases where they really crack down on graffiti artists and they like to make examples of people and uh, kind of scares people for a little while. Um, I know that right now, not that it hasn't, you know, there's still a scene um, with graffiti art and street art, um, but Oakland has changed a lot and there's a lot of new buildings and um, new construction. So. A lot of the places that used to be kind of like havens and, and like spaces that graffiti artists sought out are either like new buildings or under construction with lots of cameras. Like there's just this, um, it's, it's changed in that way. So I'm, I'm wondering if around that time maybe there was some, something going on like that as well. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I have no idea. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, and so what about in those days uh, during the commute, what about... Um, I'm assuming if you're going to CCA that you would get off at like 16th Street or maybe um, in Soma oh, in to go to go to CCA. A lot of times I was taking a bus when I would go to San Francisco. But you were getting off BART at some point and going yeah. above ground. Yeah. So w- were you seeing anything cool? Um, or anything well, caught your eye? In San Francisco... You know, and I remember this being a big part of uh, going to school because I was a community arts major. And so um, I was focusing on on arts education rather than studio practice. And so a lot of what we would study was uh, like the murals and the mission and the cultural significance of that. And um, so that always resonated with me and and stood out and um in general the mission had and still does have incredible murals and some of the alleys yeah like clarion, clarion alley it's a big hub for balmy and what was the other one balmy off 24th yeah yeah Presida i Presida mm-hmm. and all oh yeah and they did incredible work in the community um and i think that actually thinking about it the mission was the main place that I really, you know, like, would experience uh, a lot of friends that lived there, and um, yeah, all of our sort of like classes were were taking place there. Check back Thursday for part two, when Maddie will talk more about the arts community in the Bay Area. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald, a.k.a. Joe Bigale. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. You can follow Storied San Francisco on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please like, comment, and share our podcasts and photographs. All the episodes are up on our website, and we've got a store with Storied SF merch that makes really awesome gifts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please help us find new listeners by rating and reviewing the show. 
If you have comments or suggestions, please send them to storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>